Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Look at my phones, I got the Harvest Church mobile app. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we're open and we are ready. Speak to us, God, right now in Jesus' name. Shift something in the atmosphere, God, in this building and online. Come on, 1115, tell the Lord, say, I'm ready. Speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's go to work. So this is going to be a Christmas series like you've never, ever heard before. It's called Angels and Demons. Um, this is going to show the supernatural that was going on behind the scenes. And I need you to hear me. While you see things naturally, there is a supernatural world where you do not see, but it is more efficacious. In other words, it's more effective than what you do see. Everything in the natural first begins in the spirit and there is a whole lot happening in the realm of the spirit that is affecting what you see naturally so this series is called what come on i just told you it's called what the first message in this series and i should have anticipated some resistance this morning uh, if this was going to be where we were going to start with this series because this series is about an angel that is our adversary you better hear me we're talking about the devil today now i need you to pay attention because the mainstream concept of the devil isn't biblically accurate so this message is called demystifying the devil what does it mean to demystify it means literally to make something clear and simple to understand the bible says in second corinthians 2 and 11 let satan 
Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Which means the only way the enemy can get you is if you do not know how he works. So the purpose of today's message is to expose how that mark works so that you can no longer be taken advantage of. Lay your hands on yourself, say, I will not be taken advantage of again. Now, in Job chapter 1, we begin to see the enemy reveal himself. In Job chapter 1, the Bible says that there's a day where the sons of God, which means archangels. What's an archangel, Bishop? They are the leading angels. They are the first among many. The archangels came to present themselves before the Lord. Watch this. And Satan also came among them, which means, let me go ahead and kill this man. Satan is not God's enemy. God has no enemies because God has no equals. I want you to pay attention that when God was having a meeting he calls satan to the meeting which means watch me the enemy can't just do whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it he's on a leash and that leash is called god i wish you touch your neighbor and say god's got the enemy on a leash he's wrong person when you say something like that they ought to rejoice about that why because i'm not running from no devil i ain't scared of no devil i ain't scared of no enemy why because god's got that mark on a leash touch somebody next to you say god's got the enemy on a leash the Bible says that they are having a meeting, and when they have this meeting, Satan comes amongst them. So here's the question, who is the devil? The word devil does not appear until you get into what's known as the New Testament. And the reason the term devil is used, it's to aid in the Greco-Roman understanding of the celestial, Greco-Roman, Greek and Roman. That's the culture that we see the New Testament take place in. And they had 365 different gods for 365 different days of the year. They had a god for this, a god for that, a god for this, a god for that, a god for this, a god for that. They had Greek mythology that was interwoven in their belief system. So when our God comes on the scene to reveal himself, they're not familiar with this concept that there is one God. So that's why God has to reveal himself in the form of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Watch me. Water is water. If you freeze it, it's ice. If you get it hot enough, it's steam, but it's still water. That's the same way God is. They were not used to that. They saw as water and ice and steam as three different things. But then our God, Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Which means, watch me, there are not multiple gods that we are worshiping there is only one that has manifested himself in three different ways pay attention there is no God versus the devil because God has no equals and for him to have an enemy he'd have to have an equal no instead Satan is on heaven's payroll Bishop, what do you mean by that? Because in Hebrew, that is the language of our Old Testament the name for the enemy is Hasetan say Hasetan it literally means the Satan. Pay attention. Which means devil ain't the devil's name. Satan ain't the devil's name. That's a title that he was given. Y'all better hear me. His name literally, or the title literally means he's the adversary. He's the accuser or he's the prosecuting angel. Pay attention. Which means God uses him in the court of heaven to accomplish something in you. Can I tell you the reason that there is a Hasetan or an enemy in the first place is because God knows that we all need resistance because it's resistance that makes us stronger. When you go to the gym, you ain't going to get strong unless you have some resistance. Let me see if I can make it plain. God God uses the enemy to make you better. He uses the enemy to make you stronger. He uses the enemy to make you wiser. Can I teach? The devil, let's go here. He is not omni anything. Omni meaning all. So there are words that describe God that sometimes let's kill this myth. Let's demystify the devil. So number one, he is not an enemy to God. He just don't like you. And I need you to not like him either. 
Watch me. I need you to be on what he's on. Because some of y'all, you keep playing with God and you keep going back and forth like a ping pong, ping pong game. You keep dibbling with God and dibbling with the enemy. Dibbling with God and dibbling with the enemy. And what you don't understand is this ain't no dance. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came on assignment today to cancel the attack. I'll preach my own self happy. Lay your hands on yourself. Say the attack is being canceled. The devil is an omni-anything, omni, omnipotent, omnipotent, all-powerful. He's not all-powerful. He's not, uh, watch me, omnipresent everywhere at the same time. He's not. He is not, pay attention, he is not omniscient, omniscient, science, study, knowledge. He, he doesn't know anything except what he observes. Pay attention. How do you know that, Bishop? If you look at Job 1 and 7, it's revealed. And the Lord said to Satan, I want you to pay attention to this. God has a conversation with him because he's interested in blessing the man whose, verse, uh, whose name is about to be brought up in the next verse, the man named Job. Pay attention. What do you do when God brings your name up in a conversation and you weren't even thinking about it? And the Lord said to Satan, where have you been? He says, watch me. I've been on the earth going to and fro, walking back and forth on him. That means he's not omnipresent because you can't be everywhere at the same time. Which means stop glorifying the enemy and saying the devil is busy and the devil this and the devil that and the devil this and the devil that. See, he only seems that big because you make him that big. I need you to make him the insignificant mouse he is. Open up your mouth say the devil ain't nothing. I... No, he ain't nothing but a liar. And I pray that every lie that he's ever released into your ears, that you would get the truth of God's word and the lie would be canceled. So what is he doing while he's walking to and fro on the earth? This reveals how he works. This reveals his devices. The devil is a detective. How do you know? First Peter 5, 8. He says, be sober-minded, be watchful, because your adversary, not God's, God has no enemies because God has no equals. There is not going to be some battle one day. You can stop watching some of these crazy Christian movies where they clearly haven't read the word. Because hear me, there's not going to be some battle one day between God and something God created. God does not have to tolerate this order. Let me prove it to you. In Revelation, the Bible says when the enemy got out of order, he kicked him and one third of the angels and he said I'm going to send you down. Watch me. First Peter says down to hell. But watch me. They were sent to the earth. Which means the earth is hell for them. Why? Because they're now bound by time. When they were celestial, they were like God, meaning that they had no beginning and no ending, meaning that they would live forever. But when they're sent to the earth, now they've been given time. Pay attention. He says, be sober-minded and be watchful. And otherwise, he says, here's what the enemy is going to try to do. He is going to try to mess with your mind. So you cannot be sloppy-minded. You cannot be struggle-minded. You got to be sober-minded. Lay your hands on your mind. Say, Lord, help me keep my mind. Help why? Because when the enemy attacks you, he's coming from your mind. Because he's going to release something that's going to create a thought. That thought is going to create an action. That action might create a reaction. And I need you not to lose your mind. Watch me. Not now. You've came way too far and made way too much progress to lose your mind now. Encourage somebody next to you. Please make sure you sit next to a faith person. Touch them on the shoulder and say, don't lose your mind now. I don't need you depressed now. I don't need you in anxiety now. I don't need you to be stressed out now. I don't need you to lose it now. Please find somebody around you, touch them, say, don't lose it now. Watch me. Be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Watch me. 
and be watchful. In other words, he said, you need to understand you're a target. See, why are you a target? Because everything the enemy has tried, you keep dodging. You keep missing. Look like he was going to get you. You backed up. He's not been able to catch you yet. So your neighbor really ticks the devil off because he got a list of family members of yours he got, but your name ain't on him. He got a list of friends he got, but your name ain't on him. He got a list of people, but your name's not on it. Tell somebody next to you, say, you have a target on your back. And I need you to stop playing with the enemy like this is a game. People die every day because they play like this is a game. People lose their families every day because they play like this is a game. People lose their assignment every day because they play like this is a game. This ain't no game. You have been marked by a mark. What's a mark, Bishop? It's an urban colloquialism for a person that's not enjoyable. What's what the Bible says? What the Bible says? Be sober-minded. He said, don't lose your mind, which means sometimes you're just going to have to lay your hands on yourself. Why do I have you do it in church so you know how to do it at home? Because there's going to be some days so much is going to come at you, and literally you're going to want to shut down. And you can't afford to shut down because you got too much to do. I ain't playing with y'all. You got too much to do. You ain't got time to be sitting up in the house sad and mad and gloomy. Sometimes you got to lay your hands on yourself and say, I have the mind of Christ. Come on, tell somebody next to you, say, don't lose your mind now. Be sober-minded. Watch me. Be watchful. In other words, you got to be in your house, in the living room, with the lights off, with a shotgun. Now, not for real, but maybe that's your story. I don't know. Watch me. I'm watching the front door. Here's the trip. You need to, you ready for me? You need to watch your doors. Bishop, what are the doors in my life? Relationships. Every relationship in your life is a door. And if the enemy's going to try to get in, he's going to come in through your mama, through your daddy, through your cousin, through your uncle, through your niece, through your nephew, oh, through your spouse. Watch me. He says, you have to sit up. You have to be watchful. In other words, I'm sitting in there just cooling back. Watch me. Sipping on some nice water and lemon. You ready? And I'm waiting on this mark. You know what's crazy about your neighbor? Is that your neighbor thinks that they should not have any warfare. Why am I always going through this? Question, why are you not going through it? If he's not attacking you, you must not be valuable. Oh, if he's not attacking you, y'all must be headed in the same direction. Which means if you're catching hell, he's trying to give you hell to stop you from getting to your next. But the devil is alive. Somebody say, I'm going to make it to my destination. What's my destination? It's better than my present. What's my destination? It's getting ready to happen. What's my destination? I hasn't seen. Ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of. And it's bigger than Denver. And it's bigger than this zip code. And it is bigger. He said, he said, I need you. Don't lose your mind. And I need you to be wait on this mark. Any parent ever had your teenager come in after the time you told them to come in waving? Let me tell you how you know if you're a G as a parent. You didn't call them. You didn't trip. 
They didn't even think you was mad. But when they walked in that living room, trying to sneak in there, you just posted up. Oh, so, you, so you weren't going to say nothing? <laughs> so, so, so That's how you got to be with the enemy. So when he comes in, you're like, listen, I was waiting on you. What took you so long? I just got good news, so I was expecting you to try to rain on my parade. I just got a word that told me that it's going to be better. I was expecting you. Open up your mouth and say, I'm expecting this mark. I... Watch me. He says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary. Who's your adversary? Not God's. Your adversary, the devil. What does he do? He, look at the screen. What does he do? Prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone. He can get. Let's start at the end. He can't get everybody. <laughs> you got to hear me. See, for some of y'all, watch me. You, you need to hear me. The reason your warfare is at another level, I remember when I first started working out. When I first started working out, I had certain 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 level of weight that I could get to. And now I got to the place where a lot of the, I've, I've outgrown some of the things. So I got to add stuff and do all that because, because I've trained for the resistance. Which means the stronger you get, pay attention, it's not easier. You're just stronger. Y'all better hear what I just said. The weight is still the weight. 200 pounds is 200 pounds. But watch me. But you sit next to somebody that then dealt with heavyweight champions. You, you sit next to somebody that's dealt with Goliaths and lions and tigers. and bear, Which means I was training for this. So I was waiting on you to start something with me. But guess what, devil? Watch me finish what you started. He's a detective. What do detectives do? They're looking for weaknesses. What do detectives do? They're looking for stories. Watch me. God, the, the devil believes in the word so much that he'll use the Bible against you. How do you know? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, evidence, evidence. That's a legal term, which means he's the detective looking for some evidence to use against you. He's a detective studying your weaknesses, studying when you get an attitude. Watch me. He doesn't know what you're thinking because he's not omniscient. He's not omniscient. So he has to find what you're thinking based on what you say. That's why your words matter because he didn't know you were stressed until you said it. He didn't know you were worn out until you said it. He didn't know. Watch me. You've gotten so good at handling stuff. The enemy didn't know what was going on until you opened your mouth. So he studies you. He watches when you get an attitude. He watches when you feel like giving up. He watches. He knows exactly. Pay attention. He knows exactly when to come for you. He knows exactly what to do because he's a detective. He's been studying you and he believes in faith. He believes if I find some evidence, I got faith that I can use it against them. Watch me. He says he's walking around like a detective studying you. What, what, what is he doing? He's an anthropologist. That is a study of humans. Watch, watch me. He's looking for your weaknesses. He's looking for what aggravates you. He's looking for what ticks you off. He's looking for who to use and how to use it. He's looking for what they need to say. That's why you have certain words that just trigger you. Watch me. And the enemy says, look at how she responds when they say that. And I need you to stop responding because the only way he knows what works is that if you holler when you get hit. And for some of y'all, every time he throws something, there you go hollering and acting a fool and crying and stressed out and all that. So the enemy's like, I got her. But what if today there was going to be a reversal in the spirit? Please, 1115. I need you to lift both your hands in this building and online. Say what the enemy meant for evil. 
I, come, I said lift your hands up. Say it's being reversed. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. He's studying you. He's studying what got your daddy because he figures you know better. He's studying what got your mama because he figures you know better. He's studying what it takes. He's discovered that if he sends a man six foot, six, six pack, and six, six figures, that that's all it takes to get you off. He's discovered that all it takes is a video vixen to get you off your goal. He's discovered that all it takes is one somebody to get in your DMs to get you distracted and we ain't seen you in church in weeks. Say something to me. He's discovered that it doesn't take much. He's discovered that you love money so much that you'll trade God for, the, for money. He's discovered that you'll put everything in front of God and for, for you to chase some money. And God's the one that gave you the money in the first place. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. He's discovered that you want so bad not to be like somebody that you ended up becoming just like that same person. He's been studying you. And can I be honest? He didn't start studying you in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. No, boom. He started studying you when you came out of your mother's womb. So that he could introduce something to you. Pay attention. It says, it says he's prowling around like a what? Like a roaring lion. Now, Jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So why is he prowling like a roaring lion? Why not a tiger? Why not a bear? Why is he imitating God? Because what the enemy wants to do is get you so confused, you can't distinguish between him and God. So you'll do things that you call God, and God is like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But because you, and the enemy imitated God's voice, now you're confused about what you're supposed to do. And I've seen Christians make decisions in the name of God. And I said, there's no way God could have anything to do with your decision because your decision is out of order. It's against the word. Y'all not saying nothing. I'm preaching way harder than what y'all speaking. What's me? He's like a roaring lion. Now, why like a roaring lion? Because he wants to get you to startle you. Because if I can get you... To stop what you're doing. Watch me. That's half the battle. That's half the battle. He says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, he's prowling around like a roaring lion. If a lion roars, the goal of the roar is to startle its prey. Because the art of attack is that you don't know that I'm here. But if I startle you by roaring at you, I'm trying to get you to drop what you're doing. Okay, I'm trying to get you, let's go, to drop your serving, to drop your assignment, to drop your faithfulness, to drop your attendance in this building or online, to drop prayer, to drop worship. I'm trying to get you to drop what you're doing so I can devour you. He's like a roaring lion. So he'll roar at you with an email you get from somebody. Pick it up. He'll roar at you. With a bill that you get that you wasn't expected. And now, you'll get it in a minute. He'll roar at you because you thought your little family had it together to only discover that ain't now one of them learned nothing. Ah, and so he got you. And when you drop it, watch me, watch me. When you drop it, now, what do you have to do to get it? You got to leave your post to come pick up what you drop, which now makes you vulnerable for attack. See, let me tell you why you can't afford to be unfaithful. It's because the moment you become unfaithful, it only takes one day to get you off. And I need you to touch somebody next to you. Say, but I speak you back on your square. Come on, I speak you back on your assignment. Tell them. I speak you back to faithfulness. Whoever's been unfaithful, get back today. Today is the day God came to get you. You ready? He says, I'm seeking somebody to devour. Because if I get you down here by yourself, 
when lions are hunting, when lions are hunting sheep or any other animal, but they, they cannot attack the herd for two reasons. One, because the shepherd is present. That's why David said, when a lion came, I handled that. When a bear came, I handled that. No wonder so many people, you know where Christians like to get offended? In church. Why? To get them away from their shepherd. Why? So that they can get God. Why? Because, watch me, because if the shepherd's present, the lion can't even touch you. I'll talk over here. When the shepherd is there, you're going to hear a word in church that shuts the devil down. When the shepherd is there, you're going to hear something that shuts the enemy up. I rebuke you being offended with church people. People are people. Touch your neighbor and say, stop being offended. You get offended at your job, you go to work. You get offended at the grocery store, you still eat. I can tell. You get offended at the gym, you still work out. You get offended with restaurants and you still take your behind in there and spend more money. I wish you would bring that kind of thinking to God's house. So-and-so offended me, I ain't coming back. You don't even understand that you've just been marked by a mark for attack. Because there's certain attacks that couldn't even get to you if you're in the sight of the shepherd. Ready? Ready? I said, are you ready? Come on, I'm real aggressive today. I have two modes, aggressive and aggressive-aggressive. I'm on that second one today. Why? Because I'm about to save somebody's life with this word. God, you don't understand. The enemy had somebody he was trying to get this week. Somebody's last day on earth was going to be this week. But I have two mode settings. Aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. We're on that second one. These batteries are fresh. You ready? Watch me. When lions are hunting, one, they need to get you away from the, from the herd. Because one, you'll be out of the sight of the shepherd. Two, you don't have the strength of the other sheep. Which means if he isolates you, now you don't have the support. You ready? So he can devour you. If you ever watch National Geographic, you ever YouTube it, they don't run up on the herd. Watch me. You ready? They can't touch the herd. I'm going to tell your life. They sitting on the side talking about people doing what they can't do. To try to get you off. You ever notice how people who don't do anything are trying to tell you you're doing too much? They won't release a praise and looking you up and down. I wish you would. Matter of fact, somebody ever look at you crazy, look back at them and say, Hallelujah! Go hard. Ain't stunning you. This worship ain't for you. This worship is for God. He's looking for somebody he can devour. He's looking for somebody he can get. And he can't get everybody. So he's looking for those, watch me, who he can isolate. Who he can pull off by themselves and then devour them. Because once he gets you over there, watch me, it's you versus an enemy. And you don't even know his devices. I need you to speak this. Say, 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 we are, we are family. family. Why do I have you touch your neighbor so much? Because sometimes you don't have no, let's, let's talk, let's be real. Sometimes you have nobody in your family. You have nobody that you work with. 
to where all week you have nobody that you can agree with until you log on to this stream, until you walk into this building, and now you got some backup. Come on, come on, speak this to him. Say, I'm your backup in the spirit. He's looking for somebody to devour. Now watch this. 1 John 3, 8 says, for this reason, the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. Let's talk. He didn't come to destroy the devil. Let's talk. He came to destroy the works of the devil. Why? Because the enemy is used as an accuser by God to bring the best out of you because you only grow when you have resistance. You want to know why you're so spiritual? You have resistance. You want to know why you don't, you don't care when people tell me, I'm leaving you, baby. My resistance is so strong. You can't threaten me with your absence because the truth be told, you didn't add that much value when you were present. My strength is on a whole nother level. I got two levels that I'm on. Aggressive and aggressive, aggressive. Somebody come telling you no, baby, I ain't scared of your no. I'm going to keep knocking until I get a yes. Knock and the door will be open. Ask and you shall receive. You ready? So what does the enemy do? What are his works? He's our accuser. Thank you. He's our accuser. Say our accuser. He wants to accuse you to God, God to you, you to yourself. I'll say it again. He wants to accuse you to God, God to you, you to yourself. Think about an accusation is that they're not true always. You ever had somebody cancel you because of an accusation and they had no facts to back up the accusation? You ever been shocked at what people will believe about you and you, you ignored the truth you knew about them? They looking at a lie somebody said about you and you're like, but baby, we got receipts on you. I don't know how you even go. Revelation 12.10. For the accuser of who? Our brethren. Which means the reason you're going to talk to your neighbor a few more times in church in this building online today, and the reason I have to be so aggressive with this message is because this is nothing to play with. Hear me. The enemy didn't get you when he had you. So now that you're talking about you doing this God thing and you living for the Lord and you're going to be a Christian and all that, now he's like, so you, you didn't change sides on me? So now it's like a gang where he jumped you in, and now the only way out is he wants to take your life. And for some of you, it's not to literally take your life. He just wants you to live as a miserable Christian so that you have no life. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God, what did he do? Day and night. So what is he doing every day before God? God, uh, Darlene said, nothing ever works for her good. You said that she's going to get whatever she says. Because he believes the Bible more than most Christians. How do you know? He stands in the presence of the Lord. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, which means to be around God, is to be around God's word, which means if I get in God's word, I'm getting closer to God. I cannot get closer to God, and I get closer to God's word, because he is his word. So if Satan sits in the presence of the word, he's sitting in the presence of God. And so every day he's accusing you based on what he knows of the Bible that you don't know. So he's saying, so-and-so just said, the doctor said this. And even though that wasn't conclusive, they said it was theirs. So give her what she says she had. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me? Y'all ain't gonna talk? They said their marriage is, in, in, is a mess, Lord. And even though it wasn't that bad, they just needed to work on their little stinking communication. Tear it up. Y'all, I... 
give me a do-rag and, and like, because I, I am preaching way too aggressive for these people to just look at me like this. Maybe they'll respond. Give me a do-rag and an A-shirt. I don't call them wife beaters. I don't believe in beating on women. No, we don't call them that. It's an A-shirt. And a chain. Give me that line chain in the back with a do-rag. And about some size 34 pants, I can let them hang. Sank, sank. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> go, 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 go. Oh, y'all knew that. Listen, 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 listen. He says, he says, God, they said they don't have no money. So even though they're a faithful giver, their confession just killed their seed. Some of y'all are like, it ain't working. No, you ain't working. Because he accuses you. He Watch me. He's a what? Detective. Anybody, and just look at me so that way you ain't got to tell your past. But you shouldn't be ashamed of your past. Look at somebody and say, I'm not ashamed of my past. But anybody that's ever had a legal run-in, they say something like this. Whatever you say can and will be used against you. It, which means if you say it, they got you. Same way with the enemy. He's a what? A detective. Who's a celestial prosecutor. Whose whole goal is to get you to curse yourself. They said that, they said their kids are bad. They just got a lot of energy. They're leaders. But since they're too lazy to figure out how to lead them. Because they want YouTube to raise their kids. And they want sports to raise their kids. Say something to me. Since, since this is what they're doing, let their kids be the worst. Give them what they said. Then he'll accuse God to you. Well, if God loved you so much, why are you going to do this? I don't think he loves you. He hates you. He's not for you. And then all of a sudden, you'll begin for, to forget everything that he's done. Then he'll accuse you to yourself. You're a screw up. How many of you have seen the enemy try to accuse you to you? How many of you have seen him try to accuse God to you? Well, you sit back, God has been as good as he has been. And because you didn't get one thing that you wanted when you wanted it. I don't know if I believe anymore. If you don't get yourself together. Well, uh, we're about to take a praise break. Is there anybody in this building online where when you look back over your life, you can say, I know that I know that I know that I know God has been good to me. On three, release of praise. One, two, three. He's been good, Facebook. He's been good, YouTube. He's been good. Somebody shout, God's been good to me. But he'll accuse you to God, God to you, you to yourself. You know where I've discovered most people's enemy is, is in their inner me. Because you'll talk yourself out of a fight you never showed up for. You, 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 you will, watch me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You will shell yourself for a cheeseburger. When you a whole Big Mac. Two all beef patties. Special sauce. Rest of the song. I don't know the rest of the words. Sesame seed bun. I know that's all of them. You give seed to the soul. Listen, read your Bibles. 
it surprised you how many people he's accused to themselves to force them to settle. Why are you trying to do better? You're already better than the rest of your bloodline. It don't, it don't really take all of this. You ready? Watch me. Who accused him before our God day and night has been cast down. Well, well, how does this happen? Look at the next verse. And they overcame him by the what? Blood of the lamb. Who did that? Jesus. Which means the first part of you defeating the enemy is done. Here's the second part. And by the word of their testimony. See, whenever you're in a battle, whenever you're in a battle, say overcame. overcame. This means, this means, this means that there's going to be, see, it's because you got this Android, you don't know what to do. No, give me the, give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. I'm going to keep your phone. Give me the phone. Now. The devil's distracting you with this Android. You can't even see. The Bible says, be fruitful. I rebuke an unfruitful spirit. I don't even know what to do because that big old iPad. Let's go. This is an Android service. I can tell. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. But if God be for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's see. Overcame. Overcame means there's going to be a tussle. Say there's going to be a tussle. There's going to be a fight. And you know where it's going to be? There's going to be a fight. That's why, what did he say? Be what? Sober-minded. He says, because this is where the fight going to go on. It's going to be Tyson versus Holyfield, and the enemy going to try to bite your ear. Listen. <laughs> he going to, why, why your ear? Because watch me, faith comes back. If I can mess with what you're hearing, I'm going to mess with what you're doing. You ready? It's a fight, and it's all going down right here. Meet me in my mind. It's going down. That's where the fight is. Watch me. This is it. It's, right, it's, it's happening right here. For some of you, it's happening right now. Because while this word is going forward, you're trying to check the Waffle House busy line. Oh, I sense it. But run, get me a plate while you're there. Listen. Oh, no, I'm just playing. Listen. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Here's the battle. So while the enemy is accusing you, so watch what he does. Get close to my ear. See, here's the fight. See, while you're doing this, he's in your ear lying to you, accusing you. You're not going to win. It shouldn't be this hard. Why is everything so hard for you? It doesn't really make sense. And then you can start to give in to him. But here's how you overcome. But you start reminding him, but you know what? Last time I was here, God got me out of this. And last time I thought I was going to go down for the count, God got me out of this. And then he'll come back with a lie. And then you got to say, well, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Whoop, whoop. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I plan to overcome the enemy. Slap somebody, high five, say overcome the enemy. You just got to think back over everything God's done for you. He ain't brought you this far to leave you. He ain't brought you this far to drop you. Somebody shout, yeah. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And when this tussle is going on, in here, it's a tussle. <laughs> in here. It's all right here. You're driving to work, fighting. 
You at work, fighting. You driving to church, fighting. You talking to your kids, fighting. You watching other people live their life on social media, and now you got a fight going on in your mind. He says, you got to remind yourself of everything he's already done for you. I need you to do this. I need you in this building and online. Online, you tag somebody. If there's somebody at the house with you, tell them. I need you to go to three people. I need everybody to follow my instructions, please. Because watch me. If you don't do this part, you don't overcome. Which means when you walk out of church, your arm going to be all laid back. You ready? We're about to save somebody from getting got. God is an urban colloquialism for getting taken down by the enemy of their souls. You ready? I need you to go to three to people, three people. Don't tell them all your testimony. Just tell them part of your testimony and then tell, put a praise behind you. Go to three people in this building. Get up from your seat. You go to three people in this building. Online, you tag somebody. Just tell them part of your testimony. He saved you. Kept you from depression. Kept you from anxiety. Kept you from suicide. Made you debt free. Made you the lender not to borrow. Made you the head and not to tell. Kept you from losing your life. Oh, God, you got a testimony. You got a, come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube, tag somebody. Type it in the comments. You got a testimony. And once you share it with three people, don't praise God for you. Praise God for them. Because you an overcomer. Because you an overcomer. Because you're an overcomer. Shout, I'm an overcomer. Shout it again, I'm an overcomer. Grab a seat. Woo! Woo! And the last time you were in a valley, didn't God get you out? And the last time you were suicidal, didn't God get you out? And the last time you didn't know how he was going to make a way, did God make a... Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Be seated. Be seated. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. And the last time you didn't know, didn't he handle it? Didn't he handle it? Didn't he handle it? Shake two or three people's hand and say, didn't God handle it? Didn't God handle it? I didn't got it. Woo! 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 Be seated. Be seated. Woo! Oh! Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated. And the last time the doctor said you die, aren't you still here? We gotta go. We gotta go. Be seated. 
Be seated. Be seated. I'm about to give y'all 30 seconds to go in. One, two, three, go! Every time the enemy tries to get you in here, just say, no, my God's credit is too good. He's done too much, and I won't doubt him now. And I won't doubt him now. Look at me. Look at me. Why you? Look at the person next to you. Say, why you? Look at him. Say, why you? Online, type that. Satan, where did we meet him? Let me, let me take you back. Let me take you back. Where did we meet him in Joel 1 and 6? Go back to Joel 1 and 6. Go back to Joel 1 and 6. Go back to Joel 1 and 6. Where did we meet him? Where did we meet him? The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Where did they do that? In front of God's throne. In front of God's throne. Where did we meet him? We met him at God's throne. Look at your neighbor and say, why are you a target? Because Satan sits in the presence of greatness. So he knows greatness when he sees it. So that's why when he sees you, he made you a target. Because he said, I ain't seen ladies like this. I ain't seen men like this. I'm not. Tell somebody next to you, say, why not you? Why, why not you? Why not you? Why not you? And you know what being a target has done? Let me tell you why your neighbor is making so much progress. All right, evidently I'm talking to the wrong people. Let me tell you why you've made more progress in these last few months. Not just externally, but internally. Who can tell the truth that you are a whole lot better right now in this 12th month than you were in? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Come here. Come here. Let me tell you why. Because when there's a target on your back, hold on, let me put this. Because you got the bag. But watch me, you don't even know the treasure that you are and the treasure that you have. You ready? So he puts a target on you. See, look at me, look at me, look at me. His attack ain't got nothing to do with where you at. His attack says, if he ever makes it out of this, if she ever makes it out of this, they're about to discover they're bigger than their zip code. They're about to discover they're bigger than one city. Open up your mouth. Their name is about to be brought up. And favor's about to find them. And opportunity's about to. Why did he put a target? Why he put a target on your back? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Why did he put a target on your back? Watch me. There's a target. Watch me. And this target, watch me. So he accuses you. Wants to stop you. Let me tell you why you made so much progress. It's because his attacks it would have kept you making progress. Uh-uh, run it back. They don't get it. See, let me tell you why you ain't stagnant like the rest of your bloodline. Because he keeps you on the run. He keeps you on the run. 
Y'all ain't got it. Come back. Come back. Let me tell you why you're making so much more progress than your coworkers. Because they keep putting targets on your backs, but that's what keeps you on the run. You're spiritual like you are because there's a target. You pray like you do because there's a target. I'll know this by your praise. For the praise of those where you know you're a target, I'm going to give you five seconds to release it. Go. Five. See that? That praise is different. That praise sounds different. That praise hits the atmosphere different. That's what keeps me making progress. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me fighting. Because I got a bag that I'm about to get. Lay your hands on somebody on their shoulder and say, you got a bag you're about to get. Hey, 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 catch this. I prophesied that like I threw that at you. God's about to. And he's about to send favor. And he's about to send answers. And he's about to send creativity. And he's about to rebuke the enemy. And it's happening right here. And right now. I gotta go. I gotta go. Luke 22 and 3, I gotta go. I gotta go. Luke 22 and 3. So watch me. Look what happens. Satan believes the Bible more than many Christians do. Because he sits in the presence of who? God. God is what? His word. So for those of you who want to get closer to God, it's real simple, getting the word. Bishop, how do I do that? When I leave church, I don't try to overwhelm myself with 50 Bible books. I just take what my bishop taught me and I go back over that. Because what my shepherd releases, the word I'm going to need for the week. So, so I, I ain't got to be stressing out trying to read all of Genesis and all Revelation. All I got to do is just get with what my shepherd gave me. Because if I get the word, I get God. Ready? So how does Satan work? He believes the Bible more than some Christians. The Bible says, then Satan entered Judas. We're done. Then Satan entered who? Judas. Everybody knows Judas. If you don't, let me introduce you to him. He's a mark. A mark, an urban colloquialism for a person who's not desirable. He, he's the one who betrayed Jesus. Now, Judas had never been given a chance until Jesus gave him a chance. It's amazing that sometimes the people you help the most will hurt you the deepest. It's amazing because some of you, the enemy wants you to be so disenfranchised with people that you say, I'm not helping nobody no more. Who am I talking to? Because like, every time I help these people, look at what they do. You ever looked at some people? I had to say this this past week. I said, God, these people are evil. I said, I ain't never seen evilness like this. Ready? Ready? Then Satan entered Judas. Judas was one of the 12. Judas was one of Jesus' 12. These were full-time people who were around Jesus. Their whole assignment was to serve the expansion of the kingdom. And watch me. I need to help some of y'all. If the enemy could get Judas, who was close to God, stop being shocked about... Jesus was a perfect leader. You're not. Jesus was a perfect person. You're not. Jesus was the perfect person. You're not. So if, watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Don't deep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't devalue yourself because they can't recognize value. Look at me. I don't know who needs to hear this. You're not of lesser value because you were surrounded with people that couldn't pay. Y'all ain't going to talk. Jesus was perfect. 
And some of y'all, you keep saying, I must not be that good. No, don't quit the game, change the players. That's all. See, you hired a, 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 a Deion Sanders yesterday. Why? Because they said we need somebody that can bring us some wins. We're not going to stop our football program because we ain't winning. We're just going to bring in some new players. Oh, my God. I need you to test somebody next to you. Say, God's putting a winning team around you. I ain't quitting the game. I'm just going to give me some new players. You ready? Look at me. Jesus was perfect, and Judas still did him dirty. Come on, we got to go. 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 Matter of fact, can I have you stand? If I had you stand, that means we're going to hurry up. Then Satan entered Judas. Wait a minute. How did Satan introduce? How do you get possessed and you're a Christian? How does the enemy get into people who say they love God? Then Satan entered uh, Judas. The Greek word there in the language of our New Testament is esorkomai. Which means like eating food, a thought enters your mind. You ever been eating and just eating so fast, and then you started chewing on something and you discovered, wait a minute. See, that's why the Bible says take every thought captive. Why? Because there's some thoughts, I'm just eating it and I need to say, wait a minute, that thought is off. Wait a minute, uh-uh, that's crazy right there. And you got to learn how to pull it out your mouth and purge it. Uh-oh, let's get real deep and spiritual. Tell somebody next to you, oh my God, there's a, we're about to have an old-fashioned deliverance service. Tell somebody on the shoulder, say, I purge every evil thought the enemy sent your way. Open your mouth, say, I purge every evil thought. The enemy sent my way. You won't deal with it after church. You won't deal with it this week. You won't deal with it at home. Let's go. We got to go. Then Satan entered Judas. Like eating food, a thought enters your mind. Everybody stand with me at home and in this building. Satan believes the Bible more than some Christians because he sits in the presence of the word. So when God says... As long as the earth remains seed, time, and harvest. What did he do? When Judas was a child, and this, it's amazing how this is going to happen exactly the same way. Because this is a prop, and I'm dry. My lips are dry. You ready? It's too dry here. For everybody in Denver who they tell you you don't need chapstick or Carmex, they lying. While we own it, or lotion. Some of y'all look like you've been in the snow and you haven't. Listen, I love you. I just want your elbows to testify God's goodness. I just want your elbows to testify of the goodness of the Lord. That's all I want. I just want in between your fingers to testify the goodness of the Lord. That's all. That's all. That's all. Is there a little bit? Do I have a little bit in here? Is there a little bit? Is there a little bit? Come here, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Come on, social media, a little bit. Come on, a little bit. A little bit. Come on, a little bit. I need a little bit. All right, so I got to trade you out. Come here. Come here. There you go. There you go. Watch me. Seed time harvest. See, first, look at me. The attack against you began when you were a kid. Say seed time harvest. See, the enemy didn't come after you when you were a teenager. 
He didn't come after you when you were 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. No, he came into you when you were a little bit. And he sowed something. He sowed something into you. Watch me. Issues with your daddy, issues with your mama, feeling different, feeling less than, abandonment, insecurity. He sowed something when you were young. He just puts it in your hand. Go on, hold on to that. Because he believes in seed time and harvest. He knows if I sow something, all I needed was somebody to say, you just needed one girlfriend to say you wasn't worth nothing. And here you are in your 40s and you still think that same way. You just needed one man to tell you that you were ugly and now you walk around with a complex thirsty for compliments. And what I'm confused about is how you going to let somebody that's toe up tell you you toe up? That's what I'm confused about. How you going to look a mess and try to say something to somebody? Get all of that together before you choose. This is a little bit when you're a little bit, when you're a little bit. And so you go through life, you go through life, you go through life. Same way he did Judas, but we're just going to change it. We're going to make this the female version. Uh, we're going to call you uh, Judy. <laughs> Judy. You really? Judy Renee Jenkins. <laughs> Hold on. Judy Renee Stephen Jenkins Alashe Mercedes. Listen. Tesla, listen. So what, what happens? Now you've grown. And he knows that since a little, little bit, he had you insecure. He introduced crazy things to you. You saw abuse you never should have saw. You never saw your mama respect a man, so you don't now. You, you, talk to me. You never saw a functional house, so you don't know what one is. You never saw what love looks like, and so you struggle to tell your own kids you love them. They have to figure it out by what you do because you won't say it. Now you've grown. He, he sowed, and now, watch me, he's coming to collect on what he sowed. So how does Satan enter Judas? Because there's an open door. And the open door is coming one of two ways. Number one, Relationships. Every relationship in your life is a door. And you got to be careful that that's not an entry point for the enemy. You ready? Number two, he comes back for the things that he released when you were a child. Relationships and what he released. You ready? So then Satan enters Judas. Bishop, how do you know all this about Judas? Because it's in his name. The name Judas means peephole in a door, which means you're always talking about what you never do. You looking through the door, you never walk through the door. Prophesy to somebody next to you say, but you walking through it this month. For some of you, you've been talking about healing. Whoa, whoa, oh, you about to walk through it? But his surname is Iscariot, Iscariot 1115. Iscariot means traitor, which means what did he sow into Judas early? He said, your daddy ain't nothing. So I'm going to get you the same way I got your daddy. Because I've been studying your bloodline. And I've discovered that the men in your family, they run when things are hard. I've discovered that the women in your family, they're battle axes. They submit to nothing and to no one. Which is why they have no one to submit to. 
Oh, I've seen. Oh, y'all, y'all don't manage your money right. So even though you're geniuses and you should be millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires, I'm going to get you to mismanage your money taking trips when you should have been building a business. I'm going. I'm there. I've been there. She said, let's go, sir. I'm already there. We out there. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know how to get you. I know. I'm going to have you love the wrong one. And you'll never recover. Because you will be attracted to Delilah. One who weakens or makes poor. That's what her name means. And Delilah's not just a woman. Delilah. <laughs> he from around the corner. <laughs> he live on 32nd Street. <laughs> Park Hill. Listen. You ready? So what happens? Satan sees that Judas has been given an opportunity. Excuse me. Judy has been given an opportunity to be around Jesus. And when she's given this opportunity to be around Jesus, what does he do? We're almost done. 11.15. He's given this opportunity to be around Jesus. This is God's attempt to get him to change his story. God never ends on a negative. So he's like, Judy, your whole life, they said, this about you. You ain't nothing. You ain't going to do nothing. You're going to be nothing. So I'm going to send Jesus to pick you. I'm going to send Jesus to pick you. He could have picked anybody out the crowd, but he picked you. I need some of y'all to recognize the value of the fact that you were picked. And you treat it sloppily, not even realizing it was your only way out. So now, what does the Bible say? John tells us that Judas is stealing from Jesus. Why? Because he's doing what was sown. He's doing what was sown. See, he, he only knew disloyalty, so he sows disloyalty. He has no reason to be disloyal to Jesus because Jesus was taking care of him. So what in him made him feel like he needed to steal when he was being taken care of? Because of what was sowed. It's amazing the wrong we will do that we don't have to do because we're compelled that we have to do it. We're done at 11.15. So now Satan gets in Judy's ear. You know, Jesus may find out you've been stealing. He's an accuser. Jesus is probably going to get rid of you. He may even have you stoned. You know, he is God. God doesn't love you anymore. If he knew what you did. But the Bible says the whole time they knew. You know how we know Jesus knew? Because he's omniscient. But even the other 11 knew. It's crazy how you're trying to have what we all know. Uh, he doesn't love you. He's going to get you. He's probably going to kill you. Why don't you quit him before he quits you? Why don't you quit the job before they fire you? Because they're probably going to fire you. Why don't you quit the relationship instead of try to fix it? Because after all, why don't you just give up? Then Satan entered Judas through a thought that Judas just ate. Act like you're eating. Act like you just ate it up. Look at your neighbor say, spit it up. Uh-uh, we've had to go real deep and spiritual. Put your hand on somebody's back right here, right here, just right here. Say, in Jesus' name, whatever thoughts you've believed that the enemy released, I pray you spit it up. Vomit it out. Release it. 
from your mind right now. You're not going to leave the same 1115. Here we go. You got to go. So verse 4. So he went his way. Judas, you've been doing stuff this way. Why are you doing this now? For the first time in three and a half years, you've had order. You've had structure. You've had excellence. You've had directives. And now all of a sudden, Judas, you want to do a joy. So he goes and confers with some people that don't like Jesus. An attack begins against you with a conversation. So he goes to the chief priests and the captains about how they might betray him. So Judas is like, hey, I know where Jesus is at. They set a plan to betray him. Judas betrays him. They crucify Jesus. Judas feels guilt. Jesus is gone for three days, three nights. The voice that would have talked Judas out of what he did next, he silenced it. This is why the enemy wants to get you away from church, away from your shepherd, away from getting the word. Why? Because if he can get you isolated, you don't even realize how big of a deal this is. He hates you. He don't like you. He can't stand you. He can't stand that you're doing good. He can't stand that you've survived every attack. And, and watch me. I would want to play with somebody that feels that way about me. You think this is a game. Oh, I'm just going through a midlife crisis. No, you're going through an attack to kill you. So he went his way. And he said how they might betray him. Jesus is going three days and three nights. Judas comes back to the chief priests and the captains, and he says, hey, y'all, I was wrong. Take this money back. They said, we don't want that money. We can't take, that's blood money. We paid you to kill. It's amazing. Religious people paid to kill Jesus. Sometimes you got to be careful because just because they say Christian don't mean they worth a dollar. Woo! If you don't touch somebody next to you and say, watch out. Religious people paid for his death. People with robes on paid for his death. People with collars paid for his death. People with titles and positions paid for his death. We're done, Levity. Judas comes back to say, we don't want your money. Go. On. Judas goes and buys a field. Akel Demand is what it's called. See, the whole time, why a little bit still up here? Because the enemy sowed. And he came to reap. Because he believes the Bible. He says, all I had to do was sow this into you as a little one. And I'm coming to get you now. Somebody say, we cancel the attack. Y'all sound like an army in here. We're about to go, but we're about to shut some stuff down in the spirit. You ready? You ready? So Judas says, Judas says, what am I supposed to do? So here goes the enemy again. Come here, Jude. Come on, Judy. I got a nickname for you, you know, don't you, Judy? <laughs> I ain't going to say it. It's the 11 15, but I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it because they have to cut that out the CD. I mean, the uh, podcast. <laughs> for, as a, for as progressive as we are, I have a few old school words. The CD. Bring it up on the computer. That's how you know you're dealing with an OG when they say bring something up on the computer. Not pull it up on Google. Not go to Instagram. No, pull it up on the computer, baby. Hey, Judy, Jesus is gone. 
watch me, I've isolated you from the other 11. And for every person watching me online, where you know you're supposed to be in this building, you're in Denver, get your behind back in this building. You ain't going to say it to me. I said it just like that. For every person online where you've been off, you've not been on your routine, you've not been engaged and get back. Why? Because if he can isolate you from the sheep, you shut down the voice of the shepherd. Now he's not around the 11. So the enemy comes and feeds her again, him again. Y'all understand they're using women at the second experience. Just kill yourself. There's nothing for you. You mess up every good thing. It's too late. You should have been married by now. You should have had a kid by now. You should have started that business by now. You should have already done it. You ain't going to do it. End it. End it. Because there's no shepherd to get her out of it. Because there's no sheep to pull her out of it. Judas goes. And the Bible says, pay attention, two things happen. First, the Bible says that she dies by suicide. He, but you understand we're using female to everything. She first tries by a knife. And then that doesn't work. Hangs herself from the tree. The Bible says that her entrails gush out. Look at me. And the enemy sits back and says, all I had to do was sow. Judas, all I had to do was sow. And I came back to reap it. I didn't do anything to you. All I did was lie to you. I didn't do anything to you. All I did was be louder than the voice you were supposed to listen to. I didn't do anything to you. All I did, all I did was whisper into your ear to get into your mind. You did the rest. And you're rebuking me. She rebuked yourself. Because all I did was so. You ready? Now we could end right here. And that would be powerful, right? But God never ends on a negative. 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 Because the devil, look at me. When this is going on with Judas, the enemy thinks he got it. But early, let's go to church on a Sunday morning. They went to go check the grave. And they discovered, watch me, that the Jesus that they buried... He was no longer in the grave, but that he had risen just like he said he would. Ask me this question. Say, Bishop, what was Jesus doing for three days and three nights? Colossians 2.15. We're about to go. Last verse. We're done. He disarmed principalities and powers, making a public spectacle of them and triumphing over them. Watch me. The last lie the enemy told was to Judas. But after that, God says, I'm disarming you and I'm taking your weapons. Which means Satan can't take anything from you unless you give it up. 
Why? Because Jesus punked him. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I ain't giving up nothing else. Say, I'm not giving up anything else. Another day of my life. Say, the devil's already defeated. Put a praise behind that 1115. Come on, shake somebody's hand. Say, the, the devil is already defeated. He's all. No, I need you to say that thing until you believe it. Say, the devil's already defeated. I ain't giving that mark nothing. You won't get my joy. You won't get my peace. You won't get my praise. You won't get my worship. You won't get my shout. You won't get my leap. You won't get my money. You won't get my mind. You won't get my family. I'm not giving you nothing. Not giving you nothing. Not giving you nothing. For three days and three nights, God says, I'm going to take this little power you got. I'm going to disarm you. I'm going to take your weapons. So now if you get anything from my people, it's because they gave it to you. I need you to say it one more time. Say, I'm not giving him nothing. I ain't giving you a thought. I ain't giving you a text. I don't know who needs to hear that. Don't text them back. I don't know who that's for. Don't even respond to that. I don't know who that's for. MG, don't text them back. Look at me. Look at me. How many of you got somebody this word today? Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. You need to become a Christian. Today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful. Today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. Today's your day to be sure. Don't let the devil lie to you. You made too many mistakes. His blood covers you. His blood covers you. I'm still working some stuff out. You really finna play with the enemy after I just told you how he feels about you? Don't play with it. Do not play with this. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or just be sure. Be sure. In this building, you're gonna raise your hand when I count to three online. Do the hand wave emoji that says me. One, two, three. If that's you, hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji that says it's me. Everybody, pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, scan the QR code on the screen. Remember, I told you we just found out late Friday that we'd be able to have just one number. So you can text decision at 55498 or you can text HARVEST to 55498 either way. And let us know about your decision and we got you covered. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.